Welcome, friends old and new, to Marketing Mavericks, a consumed media vlogcast. I'm your host, Leo Falkenstein. In this vlogcast, we're here to dive into the world of marketing, technology, and career and personal development, with our goal of helping you navigate the ever-changing landscapes that the marketing world has to offer. Whether you're a seasoned marketer or just starting your journey, we're here to inspire, educate, and empower you to become a true marketing maverick. In this exciting episode of our vlogcast, I am joined by Travis Durkee, content lead at KeyBank. I've known Travis for a long time. We worked together when he was at Avid Exchange. We worked on a variety of different videos, many of which we're going to talk about in this episode here today. But we're gonna learn about Travis's backstory. We're gonna learn about how he got his career started in sports media. We're gonna learn about the importance of thought leadership content in B2B marketing, and also the importance of considering what people actually want when you're creating your content. So a lot of great topics, real great expert with Travis Durkee. Let's have some fun. Good morning, Travis. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right, Leo. How are you? How's everything in uh, the Peach State? I'm doing great. Loving Georgia, loving Atlanta. You're not too far down the road up in the Charlotte area. How's everything in the Queen City? Uh, it's still pretty hot, man, but I, <laughs> I, you know all about it. But uh, everything's pretty good. Gearing up for football season, I'm sure it's uh, pretty intense for you, too. Uh, you got your Stetson Bennett Rams jersey yet? I, ha- I don't have a Stetson Bennett Rams jersey. Um, I I could get one. I'm, I'm a Falcons fan, and uh, unfortunately, the Falcons tend to not draft Georgia Bulldogs very often. Um, and we definitely did not draft Stetson Bennett. But hey, he's he's a good guy. It was great making a video with him last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was even honestly, it was probably even better winning back to back national championships. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he gave you plenty to cheer for. Totally. Well, Travis, we've known each other for several years now. Uh, I met when you were at Avid Exchange, which mm-hmm. is an accounts payable uh, software, um, and we did a lot of great work together. But would love for you to introduce yourself um, to, to all the listeners of the show and say where you are now and just a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm Travis Durkee. Uh, like you said, we met at Avid Exchange a few years back. Um, I'm currently with KeyBank now. I started there earlier this year as their their content leader in their payments division, which is the the part of the commercial side of the bank that is all about helping our commercial clients move money efficiently and, and grow their money efficiently. So when we talk about moving money, again, that, that's AP automation, that's AR automation, merchant services, different type of fintech solutions that way, all the way to, you know, when I talk about growing money, we're talking about deposit accounts, uh, sweep accounts that move money in you know, different sums and, and thousands of dollars to help them grow and get the greatest amount of interest possible overnight. Um, so it's it's a wide scope of things. Um, you know, when I jumped over there, I thought I'd have a pretty good head start after being at Avid Exchange and, and knowing that there was a partnership there between KeyBank and Avid Exchange and, and how we you know partner together with the AP automation side of things and different type of, you know, payment methods. Um, but man, AP automation and, and AP in general is maybe five, 10% of what I cover at KeyBank. So it's, it's a brand new world and uh, you know, I'm pretty new to, to that space, um, but it's, it's great. You know, my job there is to help us you know, tell the story of, of a 200-year-old bank that's still focused on the future. You know, it's, it's, it's a bank that's, a, 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 they know what they're doing. They know how to take care of your money, but they're also focused on, on growing in a digital world you know, and, and modernizing along with it. So my job is to help us tell that story, figure out that tone and, and 
also enable our field to tell that story. I work closely with our sales enablement teams and our go-to-market strategists and making sure that we're well-equipped to, you know, be, be a very unique story of a centuries-old bank, but that's also you know, really, really intent and hell-bent on being a modern solution provider for our clients. I love it. Um, lot to unpack there. But you talked about storytelling, right? And that's that's part of what we do. What is so much fun, right? I learned um, in our pre-interview, you have a background in storytelling from a sports perspective, which kind of mm-hmm. ties uh, the first part of our conversation here today. The next thing you're now telling stories for the financial institutions. Um, and another thing that we haven't even mentioned yet is you were the host of the podcast back at Avid Exchange. So it's all yeah. kind of coming full circle here today. Um, but I want to start with, you know, what I don't know too much about, really just kind of what we talked about um, in the pre-interview, but your career, your initial career in storytelling and sports. I mean, clearly we're both passionate about sports. That's how we started off this show talking. Um, I also went to, you know, the journalism school at University of Georgia, but kind of went into video rather than journalism. But you went straight into sports media. I'd love to hear a little bit about you know, what storytelling is like there and how and why you kind of decided to move into a different industry and a different form of storytelling? Yeah, no, it's, it's been an interesting, you know, decade plus or so. Yeah, I studied journalism at UNC Charlotte, uh, jumped out of there, uh, you know, thinking that, you know, the dream was one day to be you know, like Rick Riley and writing sports columns in the back page of Sports Illustrated or, you know, covering sports in a major city and being on TV all the time as a correspondent. Um, but sports media today is a lot different than it was in 2010, 2011. Um, so you, you come out of journalism school, you're bright eyed, you're bushy tail, you're, you're maybe, uh, for lack of a better word, disillusioned a little bit and, and you jump out and you start what you think is the path. And, you know, I went into, to, as a sports editor at a couple daily newspapers here in North Carolina, did that for a while. Um, I'd like to think I was really good at it. You know, you're covering high school football on Friday nights and then on Saturdays, you're going to little league games and you're covering you know, larger stories of like embezzlement within you know, local sports departments and, and you know, doing some pretty some hard hitting stuff every now and again. Or, But it was it was a lot of fun and I was really good at it. Uh, the hours are really long, um, but you know, I won a handful of state press awards, did that for a while. And so I, you know, the, the shift into online media is, is pretty inevitable at that point. Uh, so I jumped on with a company called Perform Group at the time, and it was an international sports media agency, everything from video to data to editorial, where I jumped in. And I spent five years in that group, um, learned a lot of different stuff um, here in Charlotte, I had a lot of opportunities to cover major events, you know, covered a Super Bowl in Atlanta, uh, covered a couple Masters tournaments, you know, I got to cover a lot of golf tournaments uh, overseas, um, really interesting opportunities, but I learned a lot. I think the most important part of that time, not only do I have some cool stories to tell from it, um, but I garnered a lot of skills. You know, that's where I learned a lot of my multimedia stuff. That's where I was, I, I dove headfirst into video and audio and that's what's helped me, you know, throughout my career. But, um, like you said, it's just all about storytelling at different levels. You know, when you're at a local level, you're just telling stories a lot. You're telling a lot of stories about kids, you know, that's, that could be, you know, 12 year olds going to the Little League World Series. It can be, you know, 18 year old kids going and getting major, you know, college scholarships. Um, and it's, it's a great time. And uh, you, you really, it's, it's, it's funny how it all translates in a way, because it's all about, again, storytelling and finding these angles that are important to your clients. Um, 
your clients and newspapers or your subscribers? You know, what do the people in that community care about? And that's really no different when we're talking about B2B marketing. I mean, these are communities, you know, at Avid Exchange or even here at KeyBank, you know, it's it's a financial community and, and you're just trying to find stories and 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 tell the stories in a way that makes sense and, and interests the people in this community. What what does interest the people in this community? I mean, you said a few examples from the sports. It's who's mm-hmm. getting scholarships, who's winning championships. Embezzlement is interesting. It's not good, but it's interesting. What is what is what does your audience want to know? Um, it's they they, they want to keep up, you know, and and it's when it comes to you know, people are usually pretty hesitant when when new things come into the market, whether that's automation software or, or especially in our space of content. You know, we talk about artificial intelligence, um, but you want to keep up, but you're still a little hesitant. So a lot of what we do. At KeyBank is part of my job and it was part of our job at Avid Exchange is, you know, it's trying to ease that concern. And, and that's that's a huge part of it. But uh, people people want to learn. They want to keep up, but they also want to be safe. They want to know that, you know, things are, you know, they're not going to lose jobs. Uh, they're not going to lose money. It's all about that security. And I think that's a big part of what we try to do at KeyBank. You know, yes, we are introducing forward thinking products and we want to inject, you know, different technology into your, your, your cash management and your treasury services. Um, but we want you to also understand that your money is safe. So that's, that's what a lot of it's about. It's really interesting because you mentioned two sides of the spectrum, right? Keeping it safe, but also people want to make money. And those are totally different thought processes, but what do you think resonates more the safety, um, or the upside or, and also, is there a type of content that's better for one of those things? Um, I don't know if there's necessarily a type of content that that's better. Um, when, when you get into those conversations, it's, it's hard for someone like me to, to ease those fears too much. When we're talking about you know, commercial clients with hundreds of million dollars in the bank, um, my expertise only goes so far. <laughs> in that space, you know, I have a hard, I have a hard enough time recommending streaming services to my friends, you know, for six <laughs> bucks a month, you know, much less telling someone where, how to split up their millions of dollars in deposits accounts. Um, so I think when it comes to that sort of space, it's, it kind of leans into content that I think is most effective. And that's really finding experts in your space to be the face of that message. And that's what's, I think that's a part of where my journalism background helps me in this space um, because I, I try to find sources as much as possible. You know, I'm going to find the right person to ask the right questions to and and provide that answer through that lens um, because that's a lot more important because people trust people. You know, and I think yeah. that's becoming more so important with, you know, I think social media is a huge thing and, and people creating their, their own personalities. Um, you know, people trust people, whether they know them or people with a following uh, in that sort of background. Um, so me making a TikTok about where your money's safe means a lot less than than someone, you know, an SVP making that same type of video. That makes sense. And it's funny because Corbin, who's the producer on this show, and I literally just finished a video last week. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, what are some cheat codes, essentially, to get the most out of your video content? And one of the things we said was, you know, either bring in influencers or bring in thought leaders, right? The influencers are going to help get your message further. Um, but the, the thought leaders or the experts are the ones that people can trust. They see that name, they see that title, they see that brand, they say, I can trust this person. And I love what you said about your journalism background helping you with that. Because 
have to imagine that's a lot of what you had to do back in the day was find the right people who had the right information to tell that story. So I think that that's just super interesting and uh, something that that we can all really learn from as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why, you know, even even if you're you're doing a show about marketing um, and you're bringing on other experts, right? Mm -hmm. You're not telling people how to be B2B marketers because that's, that's what the experts are for. And that's what it was like. Know, starting a podcast network at Avid Exchange, you know, finding the right people that have that right type of background and have that right experience that have the cachet with our target audience is a huge thing. And you mentioned how I how I hosted you know, some shows. Um, I understood that I was not the expert in those fields. Mm-hmm. And a lot of with, with what we do in the B2B you know, content space is, you know, we run the offense. You know, I'm trying to make other people smarter. Um, are, are more visible within our company. I'm trying to get their expertise out there and I'm trying to influence our content using their expertise. So it's, it's just moving the ball forward um, and some other lame ass cliches, but it's, you know what I mean? It's, it's just trying to figure out, you know, how do we, how do we differentiate and how do we use the experience within our company to differentiate and, and have that sort of, you know, that, get that buy-in from our audience. I love it. Moving the ball forward, getting in the end zone where, uh, you know, you we're know. just, we're just getting first downs. In first downs, I love it. And you're drinking Gatorade. A lot of sports, sports <laughs> stuff going on right here. I love it. So, what's what would you say are some of the most innovative or exciting things you guys are doing at KeyBank? Or also feel free to say some of the favorite things that you did when you were at Affid Exchange from from a marketing and content perspective. Yeah, I think I'll start. I'll start here at KeyBank. Um, it's still pretty early on in the process, and a lot of you know, still my job is is kind of auditing what we're doing and what we can do better. You know, one of our first large projects that I'm working on is, you know, it's our it's our client facing materials. It's our mm-hmm. it's our pitch decks. It's our one pagers. It's our sell sheets. Yeah. Um, they're they're a little outdated, and uh, it's just how do we look at those and how do we how do we try to look like a bank that knows what they're doing in 2023? You know, mm-hmm. how do we get rid of these four by three ratio slides and go 16 by nine and really modernize this language and, and make sure that, you know, things reflect what we want them to reflect. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, that's a huge thing that's going on now. It's, it's real meat and potatoes type of stuff. You know, it's not, you know, Jetson's level futuristic, you know, type things, mm-hmm. but it's, it's stuff that has to be done. Um, if we want to go further back, I think, you know, Avid Exchange was a great experience for me. Um, I have nothing but good things to say about the people there and what we were able to work on. Um, you know, things like our edutainment videos were a good time because it was a way to you know, get away from having needing voiceovers on videos and, and being able to have that motion graphic look and, and have that be sort of the the linchpin of those videos as opposed to talking heads. Um, because you know you can probably speak to it more than I can. The, the the trends in video marketing change so much. You know, for six months people want you know only vertical videos. Uh, for the next six months, you got to be square, uh, no audio, audio optional. Uh, but now it's you, know, you want someone you want to see a face talking, and you want captions. You don't want captions. It's, su- it's such a moving target all the time. Um, so that's that's that was fascinating there at Avid Exchange because we had I had the runway to try different things, and you know we're lucky to have a partner like you and Consume. Um, to help us bring those things to life. So I don't know if I'm answering your question at all, but, you know, running the podcast uh, operation there at Avid Exchange was was a great content experience for us. So um, I think that's that's probably the most fun part of you know, B2B content in general and, and just sort of 
the runway the internet allows you to have to try so many different things visually and 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 you know, textually with, with with your words so it's uh it's it's an interesting space i mean travis you literally just hit like every type of content you hit podcast audio you hit video you hit slides you hit general messaging you hit everything and i think that's what's so cool about the space that you're in and that we're in right is that there's so many different ways to tell that story and and there's not necessarily ever going to be a right way or a wrong way but you're talking about the trend it's like what is right right now for this audience on this platform what's going to resonate with them do they want audio do people not listen to audio in this space? Is it more of a video? Are they on LinkedIn? If they're on LinkedIn, what do they like? Do they like the motion graphics? Do they want an expert thought leader? It's just, there's so many questions that you have right. to ask to ultimately yeah, land doing do a spot where honestly, you're going to be, you're, you're taking your best guess. And obviously there is past data, right? There's always going to mm -hmm. be past data. You could say this works, this doesn't. But again, you're moving different companies you have your expertise in, in creating content, but I'm sure you're also relying on the people who have been there a while, right? Who said, hey, this has worked, this hasn't worked. And I think that's always something interesting about someone joining a new company, right? Is that Absolutely. you're bringing in a fresh perspective, but there's also people there with an existing perspective that's so valuable, right? Yeah, for sure. You know, it's, you know when you're talking about this, it's, it's all about fighting for mindshare, right? With your audience, that's what it is. And it's, it's one of those things, like I think I told you a while back that sort of the things that were the downfall of you know, old school journalism, whether that's newspapers or broadcast television, is the fact that there's so many places for people to get their news. There's so many people, so many ways for folks to be entertained in different platforms and in different formats. And as, as bad as it's been for those sort of industries, it's just such a boon for for content marketing you know it's just now we're doing stuff like this you know you it used to be you know 20 years ago if you wanted to market to your audience you had to find them at a trade show you had to hand out pens with your logo on it you had to get a you know a half page ad in a magazine it's just so much different now there's so much more opportunity um to explore things like this and to to, to get you know people to think about your brand and that's what's exciting about it it's exciting, but it's also challenging right? really hard, because yeah. everyone's doing it, right? You have mm -hmm. to stand out. You have to do something different. And as we also mentioned earlier, the trends are always changing, always. right? The things that we told our clients five years ago are not the same things we're telling our clients now. You just have to have more motion because, again, people are just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And another thing is, like, there was five years ago where we where everyone was saying, it's all about short form. It's all about mm -hmm. short form. It's all about short form. No one has an attention span, right? Suddenly, podcasts become huge and there's 40 minute segments, you know? And then we think about it a little bit further. We're like, wait, I just sat on Netflix for four hours straight. It's not an attention span thing, it's an interest thing, True. right? What are we interested in? Um, and creating content around that. So, Again, yeah, I think just... that's, I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up, Leo, what, what's interesting and what do people want? You know, I think that's, I think that's something that's really helped me, you know, in my career is keeping that in mind. You know, I think mm -hmm. when it comes to, you know, marketing departments sort of in a, in a corporate landscape, 
you kind of get caught up in wondering like, how do we attribute things? How do we measure this? How do we measure our content? You know, are we going to do U-shaped? Are we going to do W-shaped? Are we going to do first touch? Are we going to do last touch? You know, uh, what are we, what are we going to do? And, but at first, I think we skip over the questions like, do people actually want this? You know, is it interesting? You know, before we, you know, dive in and create this giant you know, piece of content and think about how we're going to piece it out and how we're going to measure how it does, like, does anyone want this? <laughs> like, is this interesting right now? Um, yeah. How is this going to work? Um, let's, you know, not put the, the cart before the proverbial horse. Um, so I think that's, that's what I like most about my job is just really, you know, understanding. And let, let's ask that question first, you know, mm -hmm. and let's, let's do the later stuff later. Um, but that's, that's my favorite part of it. And, you know, I've been in this B2B marketing space since really not that long, you know, 2019, I'm still pretty fresh in there. I've got, I know I have a lot to learn, but I'm coming at it from an angle of, you know, content quality first. You know, and that, that's what's been most important to me. And it's been, you know, it's worked so far. It's funny, right? Because depending on who you're talking to, they're going to say, hey, we need more or, hey, we need better. Mm -hmm. But I think at the end of the day, you have to have better first <laughs> before yeah, you can do more. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be that's good. What we're, I mean, that's what we're seeing. I mean, there's so much content. Like if you're on LinkedIn, you see so many people talking about how to repurpose your content, right? and how Absolutely. to get the most out of your content. But people aren't saying create bad content and then repurpose it. It's like, <laughs> let's make something really, really, really great mm -hmm. and then get the most out of it. And there's some great playbooks out there. And, and it, I think it's really, really interesting. Yeah, for sure. Another, and, and you know, I, like I said, Travis, we try to keep these around 25 minutes or so. So I just want to ask you a few kind of ending questions, but my yeah. favorite question to sort of, you know, wrap this up is just kind of key lessons, things you've learned along the way, things that have helped you in your career that you think could help somebody else, whether that's, you know, just personal or whether that's about marketing or about content, just, just interesting lessons I think would, would be great. Yeah, I'll do, I'll do one skill-based one that's kind of personal. I think skill-based is just, um, if you're young and you're in this space, uh, just learn as many hard skills as you can, you know, whether that's editing video, editing audio, um, code, anything like that, you know, just really learn as many things as you can, uh, because that's what's been so helpful for me is just knowing that what goes into creating something. Um, not only does it help me work with with vendors more easily, like I know video, video editing pretty well, I understand motion graphics. So if I work with someone like Consume, I know what goes into it. Like I'm not going to have unreal expectations and I'm not going to ask you to turn around a new version of a video in 20 minutes. Cause I understanding what, I understand what rendering looks like. Um, and that's, that's a process. Uh, so it helps in that sense, but it also helps you bring ideas to life. Um, I, I have new random ideas every day, whether that be for video content or audio or, or, or blog posts. And I have enough skills to at least get some version of that to life on my own. And that's, that really takes a lot of limits off of what you can accomplish. If you can at least do you know, that first draft, a little bit of proof of concept before you really flesh something out. So it's just being as, you know, we, we, we like to talk about, you know, the power of teams and teamworks make dream work and, and lean on people, you know, as much as you can. Um, but there are times where you, there's not going to be someone to lean on, right? You got to be able to kind of do it yourself um, if you want to get something moving. So that's, that's something that I think is really important. And number two, you know, once you get into, you know, a uh, this was really hard for me when I jumped out of journalism and, and into this space was um, you know, just being patient. You know, things aren't 
respect deadlines, but understand that you know things take time, and that's that's always been really hard for me. And making sure that you know, what you're doing makes sense for your team, for your company, for those strategic goals, instead of just wanting to move as fast as possible all the time. Um, and that that was hard for me coming from a, a daily newspaper world where you know the presses are going to run at one thirty. If your stuff's not done, then that's too bad. Um, you sort of just live in this constant state of anxiety to beat the clock and you know it's not quite that way you know in this space you know you can you can take your time a little bit more so i think um learn as much as you can as many hard skills as possible to, to get things moving and also uh try to be a little more patient than i was five years ago <laughs> i love it no it, it, that's great thank you travis we're right about our time so travis i just want you to tell people who might be listening how they can get in touch with you if they would like to how they can uh, learn more about KeyBank, but maybe most importantly, how they can see the content that you're helping to create for Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think LinkedIn's the best space for to, to find me. You know, I'm on there. I'm pretty easy to find. Um, fairly unique last name. Uh, the, the KeyBank page you'll want to follow is KeyBank Commercial. Uh, that's where a lot of our stuff will be you know, coming out in the next you know, few months. You know, we got a giant webinar in October that I've been working together uh, with, along with the FBI and Homeland Security on that sort of stuff, you know, building some kill, killer content there. So keep an eye out. Uh, KeyBank commercial or on the webpage is keybank.com slash payments, but um, big things coming, hopefully. Before you kick me off, Leo, I'm not I wanted to really ask you about, you've been really active on LinkedIn lately, posting these anniversaries of your employees. And mm -hmm. I think it's so cool seeing people stick around somewhere four, five, six years. Um, and I know that you try to make, you know, your guest the star of the show here on your pod. But man, I got to know, I think you got to share some lessons, you know, whether it's you know, starting a business, cultivating talent, you know, retaining talent. You know, what's this been like for you the last uh, few years and, and these last few months sort of seeing it come to life? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my business partner and I, Michael, have always tried to do a few things. And you can't always do everything perfectly, but we can try and send ourselves on the right path. And one of the things that we've always tried to do is help let our employees decide what it is they want to be doing at this company, right? One of the anniversaries, work anniversaries or an work of anniversaries, whatever I posted um, earlier this week is one of our teammates, Landon. I call her Lando, so I'll call her Lando. But Lando, when she started, she was a digital marketing intern. She was helping us with our social channels, right? And then she's like, Leo, I actually want to talk with customers more. Mm -hmm. like, I think you'd be great at that. And we made her our customer success manager. Um, and then she started, you know, kind of doing a little bit of both. And then she started like, you know, I'm really interested in design and animation. Like I would, can you guys like buy like a course that we I can take for this? I'm like, I think that'd be valuable for our marketing. Absolutely. So she started doing some design for our marketing and then she got really, really good. And she's like, I kind of want to start doing this for our clients. And she started designing for our clients and like i think that's something that's really important you know is that obviously you can't always do that there's not it's not like every time it works and land mm -hmm. is a great example because you know we've been so close that she knows what's valuable for the company right she could look at me and michael and say hey leo what are the three things that you guys are focusing on and can i help with those things um so it's 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 you know obviously finding the right person right um the right people but it's also about giving those people the freedom and flexibility to grow within their jobs and not be pigeonholed. Again, if she, Landon, if, if she uh, wanted to still be in digital marketing, maybe she would, but she's just wanted to keep growing and learning something new. And like I said, you can't always 
fits the role around the person. You know, oftentimes, especially at a small business like ours, you need a very specific role. But if you're in really, really good communication with your management and leadership team, ultimately, you can find out how you can grow your role and still really, really help out the business. So I think that's one thing. And I think another thing is, and again, we have not been perfect at this. I can say certainly we have not been perfect, but doing our best to limit burnout. You know, when you're in the agency world, there's always clients to work on, right? They always want to sign more business and you always, you know, when you sign more business, the company's more profitable and everything is generally better, right? But there's also something about... Um, just giving people some space to learn, to grow, to not always be working on client work. You know, one of the things that we have at Consume Media is an unlimited vacation policy because I'm like, who am I to tell you you can't go travel and visit your grandma, right? It's like, I shouldn't, like, I should never feel like I even have a choice to say that, right? Uh, people need to be able to live their lives. So there's a, there's a lot more there, but I think those are a few a few things that that we try to do here at Consume. Yeah, well, it seems like you've built something pretty great, and you know you should be proud of yourself. You're a good group to work with. I appreciate it, Travis. You've been yeah. great to work with. Um, obviously, we've worked together at App Exchange. Maybe KeyBank coming soon. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I'll carry your flag. Don't you worry. <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, thanks for your time, Travis. This has been great and um, excited to get this out of the wild. Absolutely. Thanks, Leo. Thank you for joining us on this episode of our vlogcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to follow us on social media to stay updated on all future episodes, as well as a wide variety of other video marketing content. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on LinkedIn by searching for Consume Media. Thank you again for tuning in, and we look forward to bringing you more engaging discussions in the future. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to share this vlogcast with your family, friends, and colleagues. And with that, I'm out.